Hey. Hello. How are you? Happy Martin Luther the King. Happy MLK Day. Did you rest? I did a little. That's good. You? Mm-mm. The grind don't stop, you know. Okay. I'm a rest when I watch football in an hour and a half. But for those that don't know the sound of my voice, I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. You're listening to another episode of You I Do. The podcast that is going to get your wedding reception all the way together. a quick question for you before we get into this episode mm-hmm. so i've been doing some research on bridal fashion designers meaning people that like make wedding gowns or like bridesmaids gowns or you know people in like the uh, fashion design apparel space right and I'm coming across that there are some that are calling themselves fashion designers, but I'm not really getting any real understanding of how these are original designs. Meaning, I I think there are a lot of people that are calling themselves fashion designers, but really they're purchasers of dresses that they found either like overseas or something. So by definition, like if you were searching for a gown and you were looking for someone that was a fashion designer, would that matter to you? Like whether they were making the dress by hand or if they were just like buying the dress in saying that they were the designer, but they really just weren't. They're just kind of like selling it. To be honest, I don't think I care either way. I mean, when I bought Mm -hmm. my dress, um, I actually bought it from the designer. So they actually made it by hand. And like every other week, they would reach out to me and, you know, like they would, you know, like get, of course, my measurements. Um, You know, they Mm -hmm. asked me if anything has changed, you know, before they, you know, like did the final. Like putting it together. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, in in that case, I mean, of course I went through the designer, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that if I, I mean, I did purchase, um, a dress from an actual boutique, however, they weren't the designers of the dress. Um, and so, I mean, to be honest, I don't really care. Like, that's not something that was like number one on my list. Gotcha. I think because there's a lot of emphasis or a big emphasis on black owned businesses that some of these businesses want to, I guess, stand out a little bit more. So instead of calling yourself a, a bridal shop, it's it like, it sounds better to say, Oh, I'm a bridal designer. When these designs are not from you, like there's, I've seen these designs before. You know, like going on websites or Instagram or whatever. Like you're seeing the model photos or you're seeing the dresses, and it's like you know that wasn't something that was made by hand. Also, because a lot of those dresses require so much time. So that was just kind of like an internal kind of. Not necessarily conflict, 
but just kind of something where I'm like, yeah, I think I would have just preferred if you were just like, Hey, I have a bridal gown shop and there are a lot of dresses that we can customize to your size or your preference, meaning it has sleeves. You don't want sleeves. We could get rid of the sleeves or it has beading. You don't want beading. We could get rid of the beading. But to say like, oh, I'm a fashion designer when it's like, no, you're an AliExpress purchaser. That to me is like two different things. So I was just curious. Somebody may feel the same way as either one of us. Like either they don't care or they do. Um, I do think that those brides who want their dresses custom made, they care about the designer and who, you know, and who they should go to, you know, like they choose their designer based off of what they see, um, Mm -hmm. based off their catalog. However, you know, for those brides who like, Hey, I just need a dress and I want it to be beautiful and I want it to fit me well. And they find it in the shop. Then of course they know very well that they're not buying it like from the actual designer, but from the boutique owner who houses those designs um, within their, I guess, like their boutique or their shop. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it depends on what kind of bride you are, to be honest. I agree. I think if you're like, if you're really going for a custom, like a true bespoke look, then I think it would mean more to like, actually find someone to do that for you like someone that can put together all of those pieces because that's getting fabric and getting your measurements and coming up with sketches and doing all that versus I think because there's also just so many companies and businesses in other countries that mass produce or like quickly produce a lot of these gowns and stuff it like you may think it's custom, but it's like, it's not custom, custom. It's just like tweaked custom. Like I would say like my rental dress, that wasn't a custom dress though. I asked for that sleeve and we had the sleeve made. I just tweaked something. I just added something on to a dress that already existed, you know? So anywho, that was just a random thought. People, Friends, Hebus, listeners, let us know also what you think um, about this. Drop it, you know, climb in our DMs or leave a comment. Does that matter to you? Does it not? Just curious. Anyway, we had a really great back half of this episode about receptions. This is the episode I think, this is the part y'all been waiting for. This is part two, and so hopefully you all will enjoy DJ Artistic. All right, so before we start talking about the songs that we're going to play and all the music around the wedding reception, let's kind of do a quick recap for our listeners. So we talked about the wedding ceremony and that starts out with the processional, meaning the song, the groom enters into the song, maybe the parents and the wedding party enters into whether it's a different song or the same song. And we talked about songs for the bride to walk into or walk down the aisle to, um, outside of that, we talked about, 
you know, just the different types of songs that work for different types of bride, whether you're um, like romantic bride or kind of a turned up bride. And then we talked about the recessional. So after, you know, they've been pronounced Mr. and whatever, Mr. Mrs., Mrs. and Mrs., whoever, once the wedding ceremony is over, then they walk out to their recessional music. So we talked about those songs. And then we start talking about cocktail hour songs, like what songs work best for the cocktail hour, what songs work best for maybe saving that later because you don't want it to be too sing-songy and just kind of playing that right. And then also, I think we discussed the singers and, you know, bringing in additional people outside of just the DJ for your wedding music and kind of the issues that can occur around that. Um, which gives us so much to lead up into the wedding reception. So that's also going to include the dinner and so much more, right? So yeah. All right. Let's talk about everything wedding reception music. Is dinner more the same of like just kind of background stuff because people are eating, they're talking amongst themselves, like nothing too sing-songy or anything like that? I've only had a couple of weddings that did tell me, okay, we want to play like jazz for dinner and then sometimes people mm. people will give me a whole playlist but i personally like to kind of build up at dinner i like to kind of essentially because every wedding comes in different but usually it's like they come in they walk in they sit there for 10 15 minutes until the couple comes in and i'm, I'm assuming we'll probably get into the songs that the couple in the bridal party comes into but mm-hmm. they kind of come into upbeat type stuff and then usually it's kind of chill whether they do the first dance right at that point when they first come in or later, either way, dinner, I usually kind of start slow, but like that's when I play the, the more familiar sing-along. So it's like, like one thing I always kind of do is not a joke per se, but just if the crowd is that type of crowd, like after the pastor, I like playing a gospel song that's like, it's a sing-along. So that could be Melodies from Heaven, Our Brighter Day, Kirk Franklin's. It's something that's like, some crowds just kind of sit there, but then I have some crowds that get up and start singing and harmonizing to it. So I kind of like check the temperature <laughs> of the room just from that. If they start singing melodies from heaven and harmonizing, it's like, all right, this this crowd is ready to go already. So, mm-hmm. so from there, it's like I play the more slow, like the troop. All I do, like the mm-hmm. it might be the nobody's supposed to be here. It might be the SWV week. Yeah, like all those that are just like the straight sing along, like yeah. um, slow jams. Um, going into like the the can we talk? Maybe the come and talk to me. The Adorn um, from Miguel, the Sweet Love, the uh, the bars I like it, like that whole set is kind of like that dinner where they're, they they might some folks do get up and start dancing to it already, but it's just kind of setting that tone of like they know it's about to be a party at this time. So I'm kind of getting their vocal cords warmed up before they get their body warmed up at that point, and I, I kind of go from slow to fast. But some sometimes if I feel like the crowd is not really that hyped because like the thing about slow jams is that they require a different type of energy even though they're slow it's like slow jams can either slow a party down or hype it up depending on what, what the energy is at so some crowds if it's slow it's not really gonna hit them the same way so it's like okay if, if i play a week and nobody's singing it i right, i'm gonna just play some more mid-tempo and just kind of set the tone more on that side but if they're singing along to these slow jams they're kind of tuned in so i can kind of stay here but if I feel like those are more so slowing the party down and getting them hype, I'll just jump more mid-tempo. And mid-tempo for dinner is more so like the SWV love will be right right here. It might be a champagne life. It might be a 
Only You, 112 remix, maybe. Uh, Mike, You Rock My World. It might be uh, um, even like the Brandy uh, sitting up in my room for the old folks of GQ. Yeah. I do love you. So it's just kind of like Carmen, uh, The Light, Lil Mo Forever, like the ones that are kind of prepping them for the party. So yeah. it's kind of like prepping them to get ready for the party, but it's not like dancing time yet. So yeah. I like to kind of build up to it to where when it is party time, I can easily go from those into the party cuts because it's like it's kind of hard to go straight from slow to the fast. So I, I like kind of gradually yeah. building up into it. Yeah. 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 I love it. Love I'm it. right. I'm yeah. just like, I'm picturing it. Like mm-hmm. it's taking mm-hmm. you back. Yeah. It's reminding you of like, whether what love feels chop- like and yeah. Yeah. being happy and exactly yeah. like uh-huh. good times. Yeah. And it's like, the thing is like, it's, it's so hard to, to be modern, modern with weddings when it comes to R and B. Cause it's, there's not that many upbeat new songs. Like I, yeah. I thank God and uh, God's sister named Beyonce for making that Renaissance album because like <laughs> now we do have the I could play a plastic on the sofa type song that's a cool yeah. dinner time sing along and then like uh-huh. I was playing Cuff It before it blew up like more so dinner time because it was like people who had the album knew it but there was no dance to it yet. Yeah. This time Cuff It has graduated to being like the number one or two. Like it has to. Mm-hmm. It's the it's it the biggest brand new upbeat like wedding party song yeah. so i'm gonna say that now but when it first came out that first month i was playing that during like dinner is like a warm-up next to like a rock with you michael jackson and the prince on the be a lover mm-hmm. like it, it mm-hmm. fits that little pocket so yeah so that's that's like the, okay we're about to party but it's like i'm setting the energy up but it's not time to go go yet but yeah all right so we're entering the reception everybody's hype parents what they come into old school something new something yeah Usually, like old stuff. If it's new, it's more so Bruno Mars, Twenty Four Karat new. They might like something that's new in, in that vein, but a lot of them might come out to like Do It to Death, Funky Good Time, James Brown. They might come out to a Outstanding. They might come out to like a The Sherilyn. Um, Got to da-da-da. be real. Got to be real. Those types. Mm-hmm. Just kind of upbeat, like something from their era to kind of represent them. Of course, some um, yeah. Sometimes they might want to hear some modern too, but usually it's something in that. It might be a Let's Groove Tonight, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Just something that kind of fits yeah. their, their era. That's usually what parents like, but there's some parents who want to feel young, too, so they might tell the on some Beyonce. <laughs> so you can never tell. <laughs> yeah. I think my... So my mom and Ed's parents came out to, I think, A Night to Remember by Shalimar. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of those perfect ones. Yeah. Yeah. Tania, what about you? Because I don't remember which of I was say I don't even remember. Okay. I know I know it was earlier this year, but y'all a lot has gone yeah. on. But, but yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. probably something in that yeah, yeah. Old school vibe. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So the wedding party comes in, whether they come in bridesmaids, groomsmen, or like in pairs or individually. I'm imagining pretty much everybody's just hype at that point. Or the majority yeah. of folks yeah, it should know, be. the entrances are hype. What songs work here? It's a lot that work. The funny thing is, like, I'm not saying I'm a prophet at all, but I had a dream before my uh my one of my best friends, Ashton, when she got married eight years ago, I remember like uh I was gonna be a groomsman and everything, and I had a dream maybe like a year before her wedding that each couple came out at the reception to a different song. And before that, I hadn't really seen that happen, but she was just like, that would be dope. But, you know, I don't think she did it. She didn't do it for hers, but I didn't really see it happen a lot until the last four or five years. Now a lot of couples are coming out where 
each couple in the bridal party come out to a different song. So it's more work for a DJ, of course, but it's it could be fun that way. But overall, those type songs, I would say I love dropping like Lifestyle is a good one. That's kind of a vibe. Like before Kanye uh, became full idiot, he's already an idiot. But anyway, like before Kanye, <laughs> like almost finally canceled himself to death. Like Good Life was always a good one because Good Life just has that energy just as a vibe. But if some couples like to come out to like the club club songs, some might some might come out to wipe me down. Not couples, yeah. but some some bridal yeah. parties, I should say. Some bridal parties come out to like a wipe me down. Some come out to like a um you know like Snoop Life of the Party is an LA one, of course. Like something mm. that I work for LA crowd. But I've seen yeah. some come out to like a shorty low, like they know. Just anything that yeah. that fits that kind of like club energy. So uh, it could be amigos, handsome and wealthy, if it's the fellas. When it's the women, it could be Beyonce has like 30 songs that work. Like <laughs> right. she has had so many from every era at this point. Um, certain Rihanna songs could work for that too. Cardi B, I've, I've had them come out to Up. I've had them come out to um, like Bodak Yellow. They come out kind of rapping to it. So mm-hmm. I, it's one of those, it just depends on where they're from. Like if they're from LA, they'll probably come out to more LA songs. If they're from New York, they might come out to some old Lil' Kim or something. So. Oh, that's, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But usually it's something that's kind of high energy that's, it don't have to be brand, brand new, but it's something that kind of matches. I personally don't like playing the hottest song out because it kind of, I like, I like saving those for the party, but I have had couples who do want their brother party to come out to whatever's big. So I've seen, um, I haven't done like FNF, like Glorilla, I haven't played that, but I've played <laughs> some stuff that was like whatever was hot for that year for the brother party to come out to. Yeah. That'd be a fun one. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like that'd be better for the dance floor. Cause it's more of a dance floor yeah. type song to me. Yeah. 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 And well, you can't play it twice. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta yeah, I prefer not to play certain songs twice. So it's like, if I'm playing it, I'm playing it at that point. So, right. Yeah, thank you. Thank That's what so it much. is. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> I, hate, I hate repeats. Yeah. Yes. 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 So. That sets the tone for the couple that comes out. Like, I remember I went to a wedding and they did, I feel like 2019, it was a lot of DJ Khaled's uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z shining. Shining, yeah. I'm like, to me, yeah. that's not, that doesn't give me that energy, but it tells me, oh, yeah. okay, this is what we're about to do. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it was, it was the hottest Beyonce Jay song for that year. So that's everybody's, like, ideal but not really ideal couple when it comes to stuff. So... Usually most guys are Jay-Z fans. Most women are Beyonce fans. So they have a lot. Of, I've played on the run. I've played probably 12 of their songs for that that moment. But I still feel like Crazy in Love is just the most hype one out of all of them. And that's their, mm-hmm. that's their second one, technically. Because, yeah. like, of course, they had Bonnie and Clyde before that. But it's that's like, right. Yeah. But, like, right. Upgrade You is a good one for any point. Upgrade You can work for the couple coming out. Or it could work mm-hmm. for... It's, I've seen that work for like the bouquet toss because it's kind of the, the women saying, I can upgrade you if you choose, you know. So it kind of works in different directions. Even Drunk and Love can work for some of those. So they, they have so many songs and they, you know, as a duo that, that work. But when it comes to like the, the couple coming out, like, yeah, I've seen everything from those couple, like those collaboration songs like that. Um, I've seen some couples come out to just something super hype. It might be like the, like a trap song or something that just matches that isn't even romantic, but it's just a hype song. Like, <laughs> right. I've seen those happen too, but overall it's, it's just, a, I feel like it's still usually more of a romantic type of upbeat song. Like mm. every once in a while, you still might get a let's get married, even though most folks hate the, we ain't getting any younger part. That one <laughs> right. line kind of kills the whole song. 
but right. it's some who still do roll with that. So for LA, uh, Lucy Pro, you works in a lot of different contexts. Like that's probably the biggest. That's one of the biggest like regional California, especially LA songs that you ain't gonna hear nowhere else. But if you hear Lucy Pro, you like as just like a classic that the forty five year olds like and the college kids like. So it's just one of those songs. Yeah, it's just one of those songs. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to pull this song up because it's not coming. It's a super West Coast song. Yeah, that's that was their biggest hit, but. Uh, you was right. even though it's Lucy Pro, it's really just Raphael Sadiq singing, and it's Snoop and Q-Tip rapping on it, and then it's ba- yeah. Battle Cat production. So it's a very, very West Coast sounding song, but people who aren't from the West still like it when they hear it because it's just, it's just an upbeat kind of like, kind of groove to it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So, what about Dreams and Nightmares? Is that like a <laughs> is that a popular song for that, or is that more of like a reception and just turn up song that like just gets everybody hyped? I personally. Cannot yeah. stand that song, but oh, I know wow. people love it. Really? People love yes. it to death. Yeah, it was played at our I could, reception. I mean, I can see it working for the right crowd uh, as a wedding intro. Now, my my manager's from Philly, so I remember mm-hmm. she came out to "I'm a Boss," which fit because it was just dope saying "I'm a Boss." But then I just yeah. I was just freestyling, talking. I was like, uh, "He a boss?" She called the shots just to kind of like make them like equal type deal. So yeah, because like to me, "I'm a Boss" comes in with more energy. Dreams and nightmares, you have to wait the whole way. So if they come out to that. It's like, are you waiting until the beat drops for them to walk out? Or are they walking out when it's just mellow and they just gonna rap it? Like, it's just right. a very, like, it just, it takes so long for the beat to drop. So it could definitely work with the right crowd if they're just waiting for that build up. But to me, that's more so something that I'm gonna I'm wait la- uh, later on for. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. We are in the reception. Yeah. Everybody's lit. Everybody's, you know, going into, like, all right, we're about to party. But then. Say we go into the first dance. Yep. What is like a good classic first dance song? And then what is a song that's like, most people wouldn't pick that song, but it's a good one too. Uh, Cause there's so many first dance songs. Cause some of them might even be the some of the same ones that I'll play during like the ceremony. Like it still be a happily ever after, but. I would say, let me just look real quick. I'm looking now, it's been Usher, Here I Stand. It's been Maxwell, mm-hmm. Fortunate. It's been Prince, Adore. When it's like a crowd who, you know, even if they're not older, if they just love Prince, that's definitely worked. I've done Mike, Lady of My Life. I've done um, Daniel Caesar, Best Part. I've done uh, a fun one I just did recently was Guy Let's Chill. And even though it's not a typical, like the crowd was just singing out word for word. The bass was hitting, so... Like a lot of those are kind of like a lot of generational songs work to me because that that type of song, if the crowd is like under thirty five, that uh, they won't get as hype as like a forty and up crowd would get to that. But like that was just one that worked hard, um, that worked good. I would say um, I've done Jill Scott, he loves me. I've done um, Justin until the end of time. I've done um, mm. somebody did yeah Whitney, I believe in you and me. Because yeah, most couples do kind of pick mm-hmm. different different songs. Some. Some of the lesser play ones, I've done like Kim Heaven, I've done Janae Aiko um, while we're young, I've done um, Etta James, A Very Thought of You, I've done Babyface, Every Time I Close My Eyes, which is a little bit more for a mix, mixed wedding would probably use that more likely, but yeah, so it's mm. it's a lot that do work. Like for me personally, like I have no idea what I would even want for mine. Like somebody pick LTD Love Ballad, I love that song, I could see that working if if my future bride loves like 70 so that would be a dope one. Um, somebody even did Roger and Zap, I Wanna Be a Man. That's one of those classics. 
I've done K-Sweat, Make It Last Forever, a little bit more upbeat. So it's just so many that do that do work. But I, I feel like it's, it just really is like it's case by case, kind of depending on, on what that crowd is into. But it's not too many recent songs that really work. I feel like it's mainly within that 80s, 90s pocket, early 2000s pocket. Like that's just the main ones that really do work the best for that for that moment. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I'll say I came into, well, well, like our first dance was Earth, Wind & Fire, Can't Hide Love. Okay, then, okay, yeah. Um, and then it went into Jeezy, the bottom of the map. But that's because <laughs> okay, yeah, like, that's one of my, just, <laughs> that's just, my favorite songs. So we just like, kind of mixed <laughs> yeah. it. It was like sweet, and then, all right, we yeah. about to turn up real quick. Super ATL yeah. with it, yeah. Yeah, super. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. Um, what did we first answer? Spend my life with you. That was when we got married, married. But then last year, yeah. we did Prince Adore. Adore, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Adore goes. That second verse is a little bit extra, so usually I do the first verse. I think we verse, cut off, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. the second one gets super like sexual, and he just starts kind of you know doing his Prince thing, <laughs> screaming, and <laughs> it's a little bit too much for that second verse. But that first verse definitely, definitely works good. I don't think I even noticed that. So note to self yeah. or note to yeah. listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe skip that one. It, it um, does remind me uh, while we're talking about it, like. It's going back a little bit, but one song that I, I would damn near pay a thousand dollars for, literally, I would if I can get like an actual city quality streaming quality version of Jamie Foxx' swagging song from the last episode of Jamie Foxx show. Oh if I could gosh. find that somewhere, like that, yeah, yes. Yes. that's one song that I played to their wagons. I've had two wagons that they're like play the YouTube version, even though it's it wasn't uh-huh. good quality. Yeah, like yeah, just because like, people yes. people who knew it were still hyped for it. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's one something if I could somehow find it. Yeah. I think we had someone that came on that that was their first dance song. I can't remember okay. who it was, but I do remember somebody saying yeah. that I think last yeah. year. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's one of those. You're that, right. Yeah. 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 He should yeah, right. not like a clear version of it. He should he should have recorded he, he should do everything from that show as a soundtrack. He could still yeah. do it 30 years later. I, it's right. still that, yeah. that much. That many classic songs on there. So. Seriously. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, so we're done with the first dance. We're maybe we're not done with the first dance, but it's time for the parent dances, which this is a question, this is one we get all the time because yeah. it's such a, you know, it's so loaded. You just can't pick any song for your parents, huh. you know, to dance to with your parents. And then yeah. We have those that the alternative cases, right? Where it's like, oh yeah, not yeah. There. so then you have mother daughter, or maybe dad passed away. So then the uncle, I've seen the uncle, I've seen yeah. yeah, or like dancing with the kids, you know, like if you've yeah. already had kids, you know, from a previous relationship or something like that. So mm-hmm. to start, we could just go with the traditional father daughter dance. So what are some good? father-daughter dance songs then tania you can say yours afterwards so uh of course the most cliche that's the most overused and the easiest is uh luther vandros dance with my father Mm -hmm. to me it's like the lyrics are not really talking about a father daughter uh, daughter dance it's more so saying that's when his he was watching his mom dance with his dad so, I mean, just because it's called Dance With My Father, people will use it. But mm-hmm. I've seen a, a variation. One of the songs I've seen the most at white and even mixed weddings, a couple. I might have seen it for one black, full black wedding, but 
It's a song from Heartland called I Loved Her First. And it's kind of a country western song. Mm-hmm. To me, the lyrics, even on there, are a little bit, I won't call them questionable, but they're just like, <laughs> it's a little slight bit possessive, a slight bit. It mm-hmm. works, but it's like the tone of it is, I mean, it's called I Loved Her First. So it's it's basically saying, you better take care of my daughter because, you know, I loved her before you did. And it's like, I totally get that. I respect that. But just the tone can be a little bit, a little bit aggressive. But I mean, but I've, I've seen it work before. But aside from that, I've seen everything from um, like Mariah Carey, Hero. I've seen like a mm. Frank Sinatra type of My Way. I've seen Temptations. My Girl is a good one. Yeah. Even even though it's still, the song is technically, funny enough, yeah, the song is technically about like romance, of course, but it still works because it's not, it's not at all sexual. It's not like too romantic, so it does work for a father-daughter. But on the flip side, it's funny because a lot of folks think Isn't She Lovely is about like a romantic relationship, and that's about his daughter. Mm. So that's, that's when that works even better to me is Stevie, uh, Stevie Wonder, Isn't She Lovely? Because mm. it's actually a song he made about his daughter, Aisha. So that's definitely... Yeah, so that's definitely a good one. Um, a, a lot of folks, of course, everybody's a Beyonce fan, so... I've, I've definitely played Daddy before. Some people, some Beyonce fans don't even like that song, but <laughs> a lot, enough of them do to where to where they use uh, Daddy just because it's about her dad, of course. And that's really one of the only songs that come from a woman about her dad, it feels like. So that's definitely one that, that I have done before. Then aside from that, there's been a couple other ones, like even Stevie, uh, You're the Sunshine of My Life. That can work. I've, I've played... Uh, Chrisette, Michelle, your joy. If she's uncanceled to you, at least, you know, because <laughs> some folks don't rock with her anymore. I think anymore, it's still so. been enough time between. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, I mean it's yeah. if they play Kanye, they could play her. So right. I've done that. Even um, I've done even like uh, Pharrell Happy just kind of works for anything. So I've played Pharrell Happy before because that just kind of fits whatever it is. Um, even Celine Dion, Because You Love Me. Uh, that's still yeah. more of a romantic type of song to me, but. Mm-hmm. I think it can kind of work too. So that's just some of the options that I've played before. Mm. Man, if you go to an African wedding, at least a Liberian wedding, you will hear a Celine Dion song. I don't know what it <laughs> is, but they love themselves. Interesting. Celine Dion. Yes. That is every, interesting. That's random. <laughs> every wedding when I was little. <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. That is super yeah. random to me. Wow. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know, but Selena is that queen, all right. Right. Mm-hmm. I always knew that for like I always heard that Jamaicans love Celine, but I didn't know Africans love Celine. Cause when the news came out about her last week, they're like, Y'all need to check on your African and like Jamaican friend, like Ruby <laughs> <laughs> friends. And I was like, uh, all right. Oh wow. <laughs> all right, Tania. So what song did y'all dance to? We danced. It was to- Emily King, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, an Emily King song is called Every Part. It's very simple. Mm. And it's a very slow song, but like the words is, you know, like what got me to, you know, of course, like choose that song. Um, basically, I mean, it's just saying that, you know, like everything you do puts a smile on my face, you know, and of course, like you've changed my life. And so when I read those lyrics, I was like, yeah, this is my daddy, you know. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. It was such a sweet song to hear, like to yeah. hear the intro chords. And I was like, wait, Emily King, because that's my girl. Wait, Emily King, who? Wait, who's Emily King again? Oh, I was Emily thinking about King, the reggae. I think she's from, um, is, is she, is from, she from New York? Mm-mm, huh? I thought she was from New York. So she's kind of what an indie artist. Yeah, she's an indie artist. Um, but she gives me like a vibe of like I would say she would kind of sort of fall in that category of like kind of yeah, maybe like a Nora Jones, and this is also kind of like a stretch in Adele, maybe like a Yeva. 
Like she would yeah, fall okay, that okay. category just because of like her voice and like she sounds black when you first hear her, but she's not. Yeah, she blue eyes, so okay. Oh, she is. Her dad's black. Oh, I, I did not know that. <laughs> I mean, if you look at her, wow. you look at her, you think wow. she's a white woman. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. nah, yeah, her dad's black. Hmm. What's okay. the song called again? It's called Every Part. Every part. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, look that one up there. Yeah, she's. She's so good. Her voice is amazing. It really is. In person, it's just everything. So I'll see her one day. (laughs) One day. Every time. (laughs) It's like every time she would come to Georgia, something will happen. Like one year, my grandpa died. And I was like, dang, you know, I'm at the funeral. The Mm -hmm. next year, we had bought tickets. And I wasn't feeling good and then found out that the concert was actually like the day before. So we could have gone. Uh, it was this whole thing. Yes, like every single time I'm like one yeah. year, one year. But yeah, she's DJ good. Morgan, so. mm, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Cause he's a Morgan fan. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, but yeah, look that one up. All right. So. That was father daughter. So, what would you say for mother son or son, son. mother? Yeah, mother son. Yeah, yeah. I mean, son, that's it. Yeah, so just like the cliche for the father daughter is um, Luther, the cliche for the mom and son is always voice to men, mama. That's like the most mm-hmm. commonly used, easiest one. I've actually played a lot more of those, of course, just because of the nature of our culture has been. It's usually more mothers than fathers who are at least around for the weddings. But usually it's somebody who does fill in for the father in most cases if, if there isn't one. But for mother, mother, son, I've done a Regina Bell, if I could, is a good one. That's a throwback. Hmm. I've done like Stevie Wonder S. I've, I've done, um, I've actually done Jackson 5. I'll be there for either for father or mother. But neither of them are really directly about, you know, about a parental relationship but just because of the course it works but um i've done uh the intruders i'll always love my mama definitely more of a fast-paced kind of a soul yeah a beat soul type song but it definitely works um of course he's canceled for most of us at least for this year or for this week but kanye hey mama um that's one that people have definitely used a whole lot um i've done what else have i done that's like directly to it like of course the thing with tupac dear mama is that it's so specific to him that it's it's hard just because of that one line. So I remember I did it for my boy Chris's wedding, um, Seth Bundle, and he he told me just to like blank out the crack fiend part because <laughs> everything else was cool, but just that one part, <laughs> even though he was a crack fiend. So he 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 made me cut out the crack fiend part to say black queen twice. So it was just like that one part. He was like, I just can't have that one part, but yeah. everything else was like close enough to work. So that's the thing. Like even when I first heard the song, it was just like, like it's it's his truth. So I mean, we cannot be mad at yeah. him at all. But it's just it it kind of throws it off because it's like the song is all uplifting there, but it's still like a, kind of a subliminal shot. Like even though he's on crack, like you still <laughs> <laughs> you still a queen. And it's like that is like that is some folks' reality. Like that's a lot of people's right. reality. So it's yeah, like that's true. I understand it. So it's just I I mean, look, he, he did what he did. Rest in peace, yeah. Pop. but yeah, so. I've done that. I've done a special lady from Ray Goodman and Brown. I've done um, Anthony Hamilton, Mama New Love. Like, obviously, it's way more songs about moms than it is about about dad, sadly. But it's like, right. um, I'm trying to think of some other ones that, I, that I've done that were more direct. Um, I did one that I think it might have been for a 
don't know if it was African or Jamaican, but it's a song called Mummy Spell, like M-U-M-M-Y from Jazz uh, from Jazzy King. I think it might have been Caribbean, but I've done that one. But then beyond um I did one that was called One More Dance with My Son. I think it might have been a Mexican wedding, maybe, that I did mm. like that one. But um I've done Taurus Riley She Royal. I've done that before. That was definitely a Caribbean wedding. So I've done um Whitney, um, You Were Loved. I've done um a couple more. So it's it's basically it's a lot more that are on the nose when it comes to the mother and some, but there, there's also even one called Sweet Mother from uh, Prince Nico. That was an African wedding for sure. Mm-hmm. I did that one. So beyond that, I've done like the yeah. Stevie Stevie Overjoyed. I've done the um, I've even done like a Whispers Rocksteady, which is just kind of like that was like the, the the mom and son's favorite song, so it made sense. So a lot of times that's that's what happens too. I feel like a lot of times when it comes to uh, to the parent dances, it doesn't have to be directly about like a parental relationship. It, it could be their favorite song. It could be like an upbeat two-stepping type song i've even done like isley for the love of you that still works even though it's about it's about romance it still can work because it's not too mm-hmm. directly you know same as like Gladys night in the pips i've done you're the best thing that ever happened to me i've done uh etta james my dearest darling so it's probably easier to find a song that fits for mother and son from what i've seen then i've also had some weddings recently where i did a uh mother daughter dance too yeah so i've seen those recently did that. okay okay yes yeah, so i've seen those recently too yeah um Let's see. Ed did with his mom. You are the sunshine of my life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think she was like, we can't do a song for mama. It's just going, I think, waterworks. Yeah. Like, um, that was too emotional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then yeah. my mom and I, we just kept going back and forth. And so she was like, let's just wobble. <laughs> so, so okay. Wobbled. Okay. But the Did thing wobble, about yeah. that was then we didn't play it the rest of the time. And I think some people were kind of looking forward to like, Oh, so we're going to wobble. Uh, right. And it's like, we are, we did already this. heard it. That's one thing yeah. I can say about, about weddings too, is that um, I prefer not playing certain songs for any of the, these main points we're discussing because it kind of throws it off for the party itself. Cause I've done, mm-hmm. I've done weddings where like, say when the bridal party came in for the uh, reception, like a swag surfer dreams and nightmares for the couple or certain songs. It's like, I get that it, it is great for that moment, but then it's like, it depends on what you, what you're aiming for, because if you want to capture it on, on film, then it makes sense. But a lot of times, as you said, you can't really play it during the party unless you're playing it twice. And to me, playing the same song twice at a party is the same as a comedian telling a joke twice at a, a comedy show. So it never really hits, hits hard the second time. So that's one thing, too. I always do kind of say, if you could choose a song that you wouldn't necessarily play for the party or that you don't really have to play at the party, is a lot of times it kind of helps the DJ out doing it that way. Because as you said, like everybody wants to do a wobble and a cute shuffle and those. All the aunties are looking for those. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like Brandon, uh, he and his mom, they danced to, it was a cover, but it's by Travion, I Got My Mama. I think like the song was originally um, written by a girl named, I think her name is Shy, but he did the male version, which is sung by Travion. So I got Shy. my mama. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You said you said Shy the group or Shy? Um, no, like else. she, oh no, like this is a young girl. Um, oh, a young girl named Shy. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, S H Y, my mama, or like I got my mama, but I think she redid it. But anyways, but like, yeah, there was a guy on I think YouTube who actually redid it, and so um, Brandon and his mom they danced to that, and I was like, how did you find this song? Because I had hmm. never heard of it. 
Um, but it's a nice song. It's a nice song. Oh, that's, mm-hmm. It's a lot of songs out there because there's so many songs that don't really get publicity. And especially the last couple of years, there's not that many R&B or even soulful songs that become huge. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of songs that you can kind of find from playlists and all else that, that are definitely uh, worthy of being played. Yeah. Yeah. So... What would you say about maybe it's the mother, mother, son or father, daughter, or even like a mother, father, mother, daughter type of dance where it's upbeat and they're like, we don't want to do something slow. We want to, we want to dance. What type of songs do you hear that they like go towards? For those, because there's not really that many that are, because the thing I guess that makes sense is that most parental type dances are emotional because it's kind of like sentimental type songs. So Usually it's more so they'll just pick kind of a generic song that's not really about romance at all, if that makes sense. They'll pick like a um mm-hmm. they'll pick like a good times from Sheik. They'll pick like a mm-hmm. twenty-four carat or a um uptown funk from Bruno Mars. Like usually okay. when it comes to just an upbeat song that fits, it'll just be something that's not necessarily like about um about the relationship, but just something that's just kind of an upbeat party song. I've even had one couple, because the mom's favorite song is Butter Whistle, so they did Butter Whistle too short. So it's like, <laughs> to me, it's just anything that's kind of an upbeat party song, especially from that 70s, 80s era. Yeah. It could be like a, um, trying to think if it's anything from Prince or Mike that's like an upbeat that's not really about like romance that, that works. So that's that's the, the key to me, just anything that's kind of upbeat from that era that isn't necessarily about like, you know, about um, about love. That's usually what works. Okay. I was thinking back to that video that went viral a few weeks ago of that mom, the mother, like son dance, and everybody was talking about like she looked like she just got arms for the first time or something. I think they were dancing to cuff it. Oh, it's a cuff. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but it was like it was cute, but you could tell she didn't really know what to do. She was just kind of moving, but it's like mom's cute. (laughs) It's her just just for that that one moment. Exactly. <laughs> I can see yeah, yeah, yeah. Your cup is definitely a wagon song already. It's already like a wagon classic, like an instant wagon classic to me. So, And even that song is not really, I mean, she, she starts off saying, I feel like falling in love, but the chorus itself is not really like about yeah. a relationship. So it's like, we're going to roll up tonight slash the explicit version. So mm. it can kind of work for something like that too. Definitely. Yeah. Um. All right. What would you say real quick about mother-daughter dances would pretty much along the same lines of the mother-son or would would it be something a little bit different like the for mother, like i told you we did uh, yeah. wobble but what have you seen before whether dad wasn't there or whether dad passed away and so this yeah. is just kind of something in the place i feel like yeah, it's usually kind of the same songs as the mother um the mother and son is just that if Usually, um, the ones that I've seen were more so like kind of upbeat. I think I did do like a For the Love of You from um, Izzy for that one time. Like usually it's just a different song from whatever the mother and son dance to. But I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've seen work for that. Because usually that's kind of like a, it'll be just a song that the mother and daughter both like. Um, I'm thinking of all the ones I've been to where I've seen like a mother-daughter dance and they've all been upbeat. Like Yeah, yeah. If they start slow, even the slow song wasn't like a a slow song. Like it was a Bruno Mars and then it went into something a little bit more upbeat or, you know, that was just the moment that like 
got the people onto the dance floor and then like it just you know it was cut quick for everybody to just join in and start dancing too to join so. in. yeah that makes sense because I, I know i definitely did do um uh, i'm every uh, i'm every woman for whitney one time i did that one for mother mm. daughter i've done um i don't know if there was a caribbean couple or not but i know i did demarco i love my life which is a uh dance hall song i know mm. i've done like cheryl lynn got to be real so it's yeah, usually songs along those lines that aren't like directly about the uh, mother daughter. Okay. Yeah. What about whether like it's the bride or the groom dancing with their kids? Do you see mm. like a similar type of song, like, or do they select kind of a similar vein, like an old school song, or do they go with just? I don't know. Depending on the age of the kid, like if the kid's like four or the kid's 14, like, is there a difference? You know, kind of how do they approach that moment? I've seen it a lot of different ways. Um, When it's a younger kid, especially a lot of times I just do like a fun song. I've seen them do like, like it could be a crank that soldier boy or like a watch me whip (laughs) Nene. I've seen them do just kind of fun songs like that. Mm -hmm. I've seen them do do, um, some of the same ones, some of the same type songs that I've seen done for like the, uh, the uh, mother son type songs because a lot of times anyway it's like mother the uh, it's usually the mom anyway I've never seen a dad have I seen a dad dance with the kids before I don't think I okay I've seen this I've seen a couple dance with a kid I've never seen okay. just the dad dance with the kid on his own I don't think but I've seen the mother and the mm-hmm. kid and I've seen both of the both of the uh, parents with the kid or even with the kids if it's like a blended family where both of them had mm-hmm. a kid already and they both they all dance with them so I've seen um. I know I've seen like the makings of you one time for like a um, mother and a and a son, like as far as the bride being the mom and the uh, kid being the a son. But uh, one song I remember is Two Chains Proud. Two Chains has a song called Proudest about his his mom. So I've seen that work because it's kind of like it, Two Chains sounds a little bit more you know modern for a kid's ear. So I've seen that work. Um, but usually I have to sing kind of fun songs. I've seen like Teach Me How to Dougie stuff like that too. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a, um, I think somebody did a Michael Bublé song called Mother Before too. I've seen a Bette Midler, uh, Wind Beneath My Wings for that too. Mm, okay. Those make sense. Yeah. What about the old folks? <laughs> like there's so many songs that when we're thinking of like our parents or like grandparents, pastor there, what are the songs that like can build up to like, a real hype, you know, like maybe last hour or 45 minutes or whatever, but yeah. still respecting the fact that like they're there. Like, so as far as the ones that, that they like, like the ones that they'll dance to, to are the ones that are more so for us, but they can still, they won't be offended by which ones. So first the more for like their era, their time, for but them. it's still yeah. like, we like folks. it enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like to me, I call those cutters the ones that kind of cut across generations. The ones that mm-hmm. like, I have a whole crate that says everything in there is basically for like multiple generations. Like even the kids might like it, but especially people our age and the, and the parents. Like, mm-hmm. of course, Bruno Mars has the twenty four karat magic, and he has like the uptown funk. Like twenty four, I think goes a little bit harder at this point. But um, mm-hmm. overall, like all those typical classics, all the before I let go the the outstanding, the doing the butt, the um, obviously all the line dances, those are just obvious. Everything from Wobble to even the biker shuffle, if they know what that is. Uh, mm-hmm. For dance, all the older folks still love Murder, She Wrote. 
when it comes to recent rap songs, like at this point, it's not even regional. I would say Blow the Whistle is just like a classic for like nationwide for all generations. Like the old folks love that one too. All the 90s typical, like the This Is How We Do It, the 80s guy I like. Um, um, I feel like the K-Wayne line dance is kind of uh, national at this point. That's right. That's one of those that even the older folks do seem to know. Like, of course, like Poison, It Takes Two, the Chub Rock, that that era is like a little bit too fast for some of the older, older folks, but they'll still stay out yeah. there. They'll still kind of stay out there and groove to it. When it yeah. comes to like those... Those Soul Train line songs, it's still like the Marvin, the, uh, the uh, what's it called? The Got to Give It Up, the Mike Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. The, oh, yeah. The, um, yeah. Like the Tina Marie, the, um, mm-hmm. the Square Biz. Um, of course, like the uh, Let's Groove Tonight September type tracks. I would say um, if I'm just trying to hit the older, older folks, like the ones who are like septuagenarians real quick, I'm going to probably hit them with like a, like a function at the junction real quick. Cause that's something that only like a 65, 70 is probably going to get hyped to. But I'm like, here's your one song that you can rock with. The older, like the, the younger, our crowd might not really know it, but they'll respect it enough, right. but, but it'll work. So of course, like cameo candy is just like a obvious, that's usually oh, what everybody yeah. does. Oh, the yeah. electric slide too. And then the Prince kiss, the brick house, just that whole segment. It's not too many. At this point, like I said, cuff it is like the, most recent induction into that like like yeah. hall of fame damn near like some of the dancing songs and then sometimes you, you can get regional too like i don't really know for atlanta what older not older but what like 90s 2000 atlanta songs that an older crowd would like because like for la i feel like an older crowd they like songs like uh some of the snoop songs so it might be like a life of the party it might be a, um mm-hmm. even like ice cream paint job is texas but california just loves that song a lot yeah. Like that song will work even with like an older older crowd that hmm. is like 50, 50 and up a little bit. Some yeah. of those work, yeah. Like if you were in Texas in the South, like you might can go to Johnny Taylor, the last two dollars, and the Down Home Blues. Easy Hill can work for like a more Southern crowd that even the young folks would like, or even like the Mister Sexy Man. Like if it's an East Coast West Coast young crowd, they might not really know him as much, but in the South, even the 25, 30-year-old would know those type songs. So a lot of stuff is kind of regional, too, along with being generational. Yeah. So then once I get past that set of, like, let me keep the older folks out here, once it's like, all right, let me focus on the our generation, but, like, not offend them yet, then <laughs> then it's more so, like, because even, like, Candy Rain can still work with, like, kind of an older crowd. But, like, yeah, when I started going more so, Jay-Z, give it to you. When I started going more, like, yeah. Gorilla Zone hood figure, when I started going more so, like, like before I get to the twerking, but it's like we're kind of going that direction. Mm-hmm. It's those songs that are a little bit more like kind of like the clean ones, like the motto, for, especially for the West Coast, like a Drake motto yeah, or like yeah, a, yeah. like a lifestyle or like a, um, mm-hmm. those that like, okay, we're not twerking yet, but we're kind of gigging. We go in that direction. It might be some of those 2000 songs, even the Afrobeat songs. Some of the older folks yeah. might still dance to the Afrobeats, but I can go Afrobeats. I can go into the No Letting Go dancehall type songs i can go into like mm-hmm. the uh that's kind of like the transitional like i'm kind of testing them to see if they are ready to really take it there to that that level yet so it's like those are kind of those like let me get to that that direction type songs those last songs are the songs that i use to go to the bathroom or <laughs> photo booze yeah. get a drink okay. like oh okay, okay. y'all are having that moment let me okay uh-huh. <laughs> yeah it's, like we it's not them. for everybody. Yeah. 
So we kind of going that going that way. Even like some of yeah. like the two thousands. I don't say a lot of two thousands R and B as upbeat. It's like the old folks don't really know it, but they'll dance long if it's like the Lloyd You and the Mario Just a Friend and oh, the yeah. Usher. You don't have to call those are the ones. It's like yeah. okay, it's it's, it's kind of like it's getting more generational now. It's like it's more for our generation that we can sing along and get hyped to, but it's not quite that that time yet. Yeah. And they remember those songs because they remember us growing yeah. up. Being in high school, singing them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Steve Harvey played some of those. So, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I heard it on the radio and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. What's yeah. your thoughts on Nuck If You Buck? Because I feel yeah. like pretty much every wedding I've been to within the last like three, four years down here, yeah. pretty much every wedding had Nuck If You Buck. But yeah. Yeah. that's more yeah. so like a. Right? That's, that's na- I, I can't. I feel like it's national, but uh, I'll say LA has a lot more in common with the South than, well, LA versus New York versus Chicago. I feel like because LA has a lot of HBCU graduates, especially the weddings I do. Mm-hmm. So to me, almost all those South classics work in LA. Basically, all of them work. Like, okay. not like, Shorty Low, Dun Dun might not work as much as like they know, but it's mm-hmm. like that whole HBCU set works in LA, even if it's an LA. Crowd. So the wipe me down, knock if you butt, shorty okay. low they know, the swag surf, the never scared bone crusher, like mm-hmm. make it rain, Travis Porter, mm-hmm. the A ladies, Travis yeah. Porter, like of course the juvenile, back that thing up, the chopper style, like yeah. all those work in LA just like they work in the South. So I would say the only difference is that the South, depending on what city you're in, you're gonna go a little bit deeper. So if I'm in Atlanta, I'm gonna go DG Yola. If I'm in Florida, I'm gonna go Florida is a whole different thing. They have a whole oh, set yeah. of music that only oh, yeah. they know. Yeah. I'm going yeah. grind mode and being I and all that. If I'm in Louisiana, I'm going more New Orleans bounce now. I might go right. Fifth Ward mm-hmm. Weeby. I might go What You Working It For. I might do the little, um, I got the handkerchiefs up for like the uh, the second line. If I'm Texas, I might go more yeah. so into some of like the, because even like the flex, the throw it off flex, those songs everybody knows nationwide, but only Texas would know like if I was going like, not a stain on me or uh, Southside the Realist. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when it comes to like, it's the it's the standard songs that everybody nationally knows. Like even for like Wipe Me Down, everybody knows Wipe Me Down and they probably know like a, uh, at this point set it all boozy is national. But if I'm yeah. going like they diking or exciting, that's more so deep South. You have to be from Louisiana or somewhere, Texas, somewhere close mm-hmm. to it to really know those, the album mm-hmm. cut boozy. So then for LA, it's kind of the same. It's like, we only have a couple songs that everybody nationally knows from the last 10 years that y'all would play. Like, y'all, even Big Bank is not really a classic to everybody else like it is for us. People still know say. it, but uh-huh. like, y'all probably I still love, dance. Okay. Okay. Big Bank. Okay. <laughs> Big Bank yeah. and... YG. Oh, see, Big Bank, Take Little Bank. Like, it's one of those yeah, that... Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was my song. It was huge when it came out. I feel like uh-huh. it's probably still bigger for LA than anywhere else, but that's something that everybody yeah. does know, but... Like, it's certain L.A. songs that I'm only going to play if I know it's a super L.A. crowd. So even more well, because I always try to know. I have to make sure to know where the uh, where the bride and groom are, are from, because mm-hmm. it's like, I'm going to try to play enough regional stuff if their friends are really from a certain place, because that's that's when they really get hyped. Like, you know you're going to hear all the mm-hmm. typicals, but I'm not going to play mm-hmm. something that's a deeper cut for each region, then it's like, they get even more hype. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so... so now I feel like I want to go to a wedding in LA, a wedding yeah. in even, like, or even like a party yeah. that you, you were know, right. That you, that yeah, you for sure. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's the thing about me is I always cater to like wherever somebody's from because it's where it. It's funny enough that 
sometimes people from LA will tell me I don't play enough LA music, but it just depends on what the crowd is. Because if I know it's mm-hmm. only ten percent LA people, like I could play an LA song, but it don't have the same impact if only these three people know it versus a hundred people. So it's like, right. like if I don't feel that energy, if I if I test them with an LA, if I go Nipsey and they don't know Nipsey, it's like I'm not going deeper than that. It's like right, yeah. I'll test them yeah. a little bit. But I can just kind of tell just based on where they're from. But it is like even with wagons, even though it's still. A lot of people from different places, and it all depends on where they went to college and where they grew up at and where they live at now. That's the three main main factors. So some folks who are not from D.C., if they're from Atlanta, went to school in Florida, but they live in D.C. now, they might like some go-go, but they're not going to love it as much as somebody who was born and raised D.C. And if they born and raised D.C. and they went to Howard, it's like they're going to love go-go the most. But if they grew up here and went to Howard, they, they're going to like whatever go-go was big when they were at Howard. If they're at Howard in the 2000s, they're going to love the sexy lady the most. They'll, they'll love, they still love Overnight Scenario. But if they're at Howard the last five years, Overnight Scenario might be a little bit too old for them. Or if you go Chuck Brown, that might be a little bit too old. So you might have to go more mm-hmm. bounce beat with more of the TCB and more of the, like, uh, some of those recent songs that they have. So mm-hmm. it's just, oh, it's like, it gets weird when it comes to generations crossing with the regional side of it. Gotcha. And TCB, that was the band I saw that okay. surprised the folks at the wedding with. And oh, like, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to have to look them up. Um, yeah. Because like, Go Go has like two different generations. Like, if it's a young crowd, I'm going New Impressions, found myself a clapper. But if it's 40 and up, DC, they, they might not react to that the same way. So, gotcha. Yeah. What if it's an interracial couple? Like, uh, interracial couples. Of, yeah. yeah. We have a lot of couples. listeners that are like black bride, white husband. So mm-hmm. really, okay, okay, it is. Yeah, I mean, the thing about interracial weddings, I've done. I've probably done like six of those. I've probably mm-hmm. done just as many. Probably actually more, as you said, black bride, white husband, and vice versa. Surprisingly, even in LA, it's still like I haven't done that many. I'm I've only done maybe two weddings ever that was black, groom, white bride. But every because the thing with white folks and white weddings, period. White folks have a much wider range of music that they might be into. Like with black black music, I feel like even though I describe all those regions, it's still every black wedding for the most part knows Cupid Shuffle, Wobble, Back That Thing Up, Blow yeah. the Whistle. Now, of yeah. course, it's the deeper cuts you can play, but you don't always have to go that much deeper. Because sometimes, a lot of times with black, black crowds too, it's kind of dependent on like how suburban they are. Cause if it's a more suburban black crowd, you ain't going as hood or as regional sometimes, but all depends, you know, all depends on what type of crowd it is. But with, with white crowds, that's regional and economic and rural versus suburban versus whatever, because it's like mm-hmm. this white family loves country music. This one loves eighties rock. This one loves eighties new wave. This one loves EDM. This one loves commercial rap 2000. This one loves brand new the uh, Playboy Cardi and Future. So it's like, <laughs> and with them, it's where a lot of times within the family, you get those dynamics. I had one interracial wedding where the bride was half black, but I think she was adopted by white parents. And it's where mm. she's just like regular hip hop, R&B, kind of commercial-ish. But her mom, who was a, her adoptive mom, wanted to hear all 80s, 70s rock. She wanted to hear the Eagles and she wanted to hear like the Joan Jet and she wanted to hear those. So yeah. I gave her a good like 10 minutes of that. And then some <laughs> of the white crowd knew those, the black crowd, even with that, a black crowd that's a corporate black crowd knows these white songs. 
Yeah. Any black yeah, crowd that's sure. corporate America, we know Journey don't stop believing. We know these. Yeah. I love rock and roll we versus like like <laughs> right, yeah. versus if it's a crowd that's not a college slash professional corporate crowd, they don't know those songs as much. Or if they yeah. like, especially a PWI black crowd, they know all those kind of rock songs. So it's like you can still get away with them here and there. But it's like so with that, when it comes to interracial, it just depends on who's the deepest. I still feel like overall. Black crowds keep the party going more than the white crowd, and they can kind of hype up the white crowd to keep dancing. But I think the hardest one I ever did that was like uh, interracial. It was like I ain't gonna criticize them at all, but they should have mixed up the seating arrangement better because they usually it's kind of mixed up. Like I prefer like I, I'm just a DJ. I'm not a wedding planner or a you know. But I, I, I'll advise everybody: please mix up your everybody. It's best when you have. Like both of y'all's friends at the same table and cousins from both sides mixing in together because to me it's about coming together. It's about both sides coming yeah. together. When I did this one interracial wedding, not only was it at a richy like Republican part of town, uh, it was named after a famous Republican as far as the place it was at. So I already kind of knew what kind of like white he was. But right. with that, they had the dance floor in the middle. They had the bride, her family all on this side. The groom all on this side. So it's like, I already knew it was going to be, okay, I'm playing songs for both sides. But it was a case of, here goes the black song. The black the black family gets on the floor. All right, here comes the, the uh, I play a song to kind of give, you know, both sides involved. But then the black, they leave, and then the white folks come. They come on the floor, and it was like, Gosh. all right, can I do a cutter? Can I go Cupid Shuffle? Can I go Michael Jackson? And it felt like whenever the black crowd came, the white crowd sat down, like they were intimidated. And I was like... How can I get both sides to mix? Like y'all are yeah. y'all are together now. Y'all are right. like it's supposed to be about both sides. And maybe it was a backstory that I didn't know. Maybe the families didn't really get along or something. Maybe one side didn't approve of the other. Who knows? But it was just like uh-huh. it was just so yeah. awkward trying to get both engaged together. But in most cases, it hasn't been like that. Usually, when it's interracial, like they have friends from both sides, and it's just like it's just about playing those more commercial songs because the white crowd don't care as much for "Make It Rain" and for like a chopper style they they know back that thing up now but they they might go crazier for nelly or for drake they love drake like they love Mm -hmm. they'll go crazy for nice for what they'll go crazy for like (laughs) the the more commercial beyonce they they love always joke and say white crowds love single ladies black crowds love give me body it's just like even with the same even with prince a white crowd might go harder for when doves cry or those when the black crowd might go crazy for kiss or for housequake or something so it's just like even with Mm -hmm. the same artists it's certain songs that appeal more to the white crowd than the black crowd, but it's just it takes a lot more MC work when it comes to interracial because you have to kind of bring them together. And mm-hmm. a lot of times I get it because like black folks are we are the dancers, so sometimes the white yeah. crowds might feel embarrassed, like they don't want to be you know dancing and thinking of be making fun of them. But it's like, look, it's all about having fun either way. Who cares if you can dance or not? So, and I just thought about this. What yeah. about when you're doing a wedding in? The whether it's the couple of honor or their guests are Greek, are there like certain oh, yeah. songs you know you're gonna go to because it's like they're gonna start strolling, or maybe even a certain song for like the sweetheart moments, you know? Like, yeah, what do you do when you have like black Greeks? So, in Greeks, it's definitely school by school, but there are some songs that are kind of universal. So, the only truly universal song for anybody is Atomic Dog for Omega. That's just mm-hmm. the one that, like, it don't matter what school they go to. And 
I always tease my dad because he's so old. He plays before Atomic Dog was even the song. So they didn't even, they didn't even stroll the songs back then. It was just all like their own, you know, steps and chants. So I always tease him about that. But but basically, like, for the alphas, I know, like, it's, it's school by school because fam, you might be the only one that does um, Mike Checker from Daz Effects. But then a lot of schools... Like LA for school, I mean for sure, and even in Atlanta, I've heard like Pistol Grip Pump for Alphas. Yeah. So, so for like SG Row, it's a it's a brand new thing to me, especially. But SG Row's song now is Shake That Monkey, and of course, like I feel old because I was in college when Shake That Monkey came out. So that definitely was not a uh, Stroll song at all back then. <laughs> but they had two short come to their centennial and everything, so that's like a universal song for them now. Uh, for AKA, I know. I think they said Fan was the first ones to have uh, Strav set it off for AKAs, but I know a lot of schools do that. But mm-hmm. I, I actually saw one Delta chapter do set it off too. And then mm-hmm. I know Fam um, Delta's was um, Got to Be Real, but I've seen some other chapters do Got to Be Real before. And then I know um, for Kappas, is, I've seen everything from Cameo Candy to the MJG 8 Ball. It's like candy. I've seen. Um, of course, a lot of schools do wipe me down for cappers now, and even that's new because I was in college for wipe me down. So seeing wipe me down for Greeks is kind of like, all right, I guess. So you know, it's <laughs> like whenever I play in the club and they start strolling, I'm like, I wasn't playing it for that reason, but all right, so go for it. <laughs> and then like that's what y'all do. But um, I know a couple universal songs are like "Knock If You Buck." I think it's pretty universal. I feel like uh, "Down for mm-hmm. My Ends," "Sea Murder" is universal. Um, Mm-hmm. See, mother slash Snoop. Of course, for LA, we say it's Snoop's song because it was on his album first, but whatever. But um, <laughs> I would say, um, I don't know if it's for every school. I know, fam, you, I know we did uh, One More Chance was like the universal Greek song that, that all the Greeks would do a stroll to. And uh, a couple other ones that are possibly more regional or generational is like Lil John, Who You With. I feel like that's one of those songs that just anybody can kind of do a stroll step to. Mm-hmm. So, but, but usually I just kind of ask them because um, each, each school might have their own unique songs. I think Iotas used to actually do, um, did they do Rosa Parks when I was a fan? They might have did Rosa Parks or something like that. So certain schools might just have their random unique song that they ride to. But I usually just try to make sure and ask them before I drop it because each school has their own unique thing. That's real. Yeah. yeah. I'm remembering like Nuck If You Buck was big, Wipe Me Down. I remember, yeah. so Wipe Me Down came out when I was in college too. And yeah. but I feel like everybody strolled to it, but Kappa was like really they weird. owned it. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. they would leave the like girl they was dancing with to, <laughs> wow. to like wow. stroll. Yeah. To I stroll can see to it. That song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's how it is. When that song come on, it's like, hold up, like let me remind you of who I am who I am real quick. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Cause, Cause like I also say family definitely has like a Unique culture because with the Kappas, they never strolled to wipe me down. The, the young ones might, but my generation obviously didn't because it came out when we were like there. But they have a couple other random songs. They have a song called, um, the original song is called Jungle Man, but they remake it in single top saying, I'm a Kappa man. They have that one. They have another mm-hmm. one too. So they, a lot of times, they have their kind of own like remixes and stuff that they make too. Gotcha. Yeah. One more. I have one more. Um, oh, throw in yeah, the bouquet the and then okay, yeah. you know, the garden, the garter and the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, like yeah the with song those. That they play like when they toss it. I mean, of course, the most cliche at this point, I ain't gonna say it's overused, but it's overused. 
I just mentioned it, but single ladies is just always uses the bouquet toss song. That's true. That's true. All the time. The most common for the garter removal is usually genuine pony. But a lot of times it can just be anything that's like a usually more sexual. It could be it could be silk freak me. It could be um it used to be before he got into all his whatever, it could be a Trey Songs type song. Like it could be anything that's on that slow jam tip. It could be an usher, it could be a can you handle it, lovers and friends, anything on that vibe, usually for the garter removal. Mm. Garter toss, there's not as many cliche songs. A lot of times I kind of, depending on what age group it is, if it's a younger crowd where all, where it's a lot of single men, I might jokingly put on like a big pimp and or a song that kind of alludes to the men not <laughs> wanting to be settled down. Like if it's a West Coast crowd, I might do Mac of the Year, Pimp of the Year, or even the instrumental for Ain't No Fun, just because it's like, if you know what that song is, you know what it is. So I might jokingly put that on, but I've done, sometimes I'll do the songs that are like saying the guy is ready for something. So it might be like a, a no guidance. I ain't trying to play no games type, you know, whatever it is. But when it comes to bouquet toss, I prefer playing other stuff that's not typical single ladies. It could be any of those little mo songs. It could be, it could be a, um, what else have I done for bouquet real quick? Like, there's a lot of those that, a lot of those R&B kind of upbeat songs. I've done formation. I've done, um, Hmm. Some have even asked me for like knuck if you buck for that part because it's kind of like joking <laughs> like the women are about to be fighting over <laughs> fighting sure, over the, yeah sure. I've done yeah I've done like ludicrous move trick it out the way I've done <laughs> yeah I've done independent women I've done uh, uh, wavy uh, boozy independent I N D you know mm, I've done that yeah. before so anything that just kind of alludes to that so. Any of those kind of work in there. I've done, I remember when it first came out, like the month it came out, I did Drake Fancy. And it was like, it still works. Mm-hmm. But I remember it, and that was the hottest song out. I, I dropped that Fancy. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, That's nails good. done, hair done, everything, you know. So mm-hmm. any of those, I, I feel like work for that part. Okay. I know when I threw the bouquet, I wanted to do like the theme song to Living Single. So oh, okay. I found okay. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found yeah. It on YouTube. And I had my oh, brother do it, you know. Yeah. So it was, we are living. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, it definitely works. I haven't seen no one yeah. do it before, so yeah. I haven't either. That's, that's a dope it. one. Yeah. Guess what? Somebody's yeah. gonna do it now. They 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 listen mm-hmm. to this podcast right, right. now, and they're gonna yep. steal your idea. Yeah, they're gonna okay. take it. I yeah. did it, so yeah, yeah. It's yours now. Yeah, you, yeah uh-huh. you, you can have it. Yeah, yeah. That's your concept. Oh. So yeah. so yeah, I feel like that's, that's the thing about wagons is that you can always make it your own. And as you were mm-hmm. saying, Ashley, earlier that. Some people just don't care as much about the music because, you know, depends on what their music is. Like, I've had some folks who are just like, music is the most important thing. Like, mm-hmm. I've had some couples tell me that. I had a groom tell me, like, the most important person here uh, for this wedding is the bride. The second most important person is you. He would say, you're more important than me. He was like, I'm, I'm just the accessory. I'm, I'm just the guy who's here. But, like, <laughs> he was like, the music ain't, if the music ain't, ain't right, then, like, the wedding is not going to be what it needs to be. So That's real. It's like some folks do, like, take that much pride in it. So. That's so real. Ooh. Yeah. I think that's it. I'm trying to think. Was there? Well, I, say, I feel like you hit everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, like, did we talk about anything as far as like the get folks from the floor songs or recovery songs or anything like that? Or Yeah, yeah. we didn't really cover that, but I feel like, I mean, I feel like we talked about a lot, but I mean, but yeah. if you want to go yeah. into that, then we can. But of course you have all the main staples that everybody does uh, always get up for and the one thing about this Wagons period is that because you're dealing with so many generations and so many different even demographics from cities to all else, it's like you never know what is or isn't going to hit. And plus, it's like it's a lot of stuff happening during Wagons, too, because 
Like one of my friends, she panicked because at her wedding, she realized that at one point, like everybody had left the dance floor and she felt like the DJ must be trash. And I had to tell her several times, like, no, like everybody went to the room to get shots and then everybody else was taking pictures. So it's just like, it's certain moments where it's not even about the music. It's just about, all right, they're doing other things. But overall, it's always about recovery because you never really know um, what's going to work sometimes if you haven't, if it's not your own family or your close friend's family. So uh, a lot of times just, just having those line dances there is just like the almost like joking, like, and use like the uh, metaphor as far as having bullets. Like if you only have 16 bullets, that's kind of how I see it with, with songs. It's like, you don't want to just shoot 16 bullets all at one time. And then it's like, you don't have no more. So a lot of times you just kind of throw one line dance out and you, you kind of go around and then, okay, as soon as the energy's dying, you bring one one more back, kind of bring those because a lot of times it comes in waves. Like I usually go old school and line dance and then ease into the new ratchet turn up. But sometimes I go kind of back and forth because I'll go ratchet hype because the young folks want that. But then somebody's auntie is like, well, we want to hear Cupid shuffle now. We want to hear biker shuffle. We want to hear, um, <laughs> we want to hear Johnny Taylor now. So it's like a lot of times it's like, all right, so, uh, I would just say is using the mic is just important. It's just kind of directing the crowd and letting them know what's happening. So it's like, all right, so I need my old school back or I need my 70s babies, my 60s babies. We're going to do it this way. And it might be a lot of times in the South, it's about those like at, at this point, King George is like a, a, a young legend. So those Johnny Teller type songs that, that might help, uh, that might work for that. For LA, it might be more of a funk song. It might be a flashlighter. It might be a funking for Jamaica mm-hmm. that even the young crowd knows, the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Might be one of those soul songs. It might be a I want to thank you, Alicia Myers type song that kind of gets uh, all the generations back. But it's kind of saving those songs so you don't just burn out on them too early because you always want to want to have them in case you need to get certain crowds back on the floor for a moment. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I always wondered. Well, you know what? I didn't. I actually didn't think about that until now um, because, like. Like now I understand why a lot of DJs won't play the cha-cha slide or something like that, or even, yeah. um, or even like the new Tamia song, uh, or not new oh, yeah. Tamia song, but the Tamia song where everyone. It's, it just blew up though. Yeah. 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 And so like now I know why you all wait until like later on to play those songs, because it is true because like we may, you know, like get hot and be like, okay, I need a drink, you know, and then like leave the dance yeah. floor and then other people leave too. Cause they like, Oh, like, Oh, maybe about they're doing the 360 booth, you know, and yeah. maybe there's a line or something like that. So now I understand. I understand the method to yeah. y'all's madness now. <laughs> it's, 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 definitely a, it's, it's definitely a thing about pacing it throughout the night because it's, we always, I think the most tricky time at every wedding, uh, probably for any of us, is usually like once dinner is over and then you're waiting for either the, the dances to happen. Like every every order is different too, but. A lot of times you have that that moment where it's like, okay, they're finished eating, they're ready to dance, but there's still things to take care of. So uh, for me, I always call it the warm-up or kind of the jumping jacks moment where I'll say, okay, I'll let them dance. I'll play some stuff that's upbeat enough, but not the main, main songs just yet. Just to let them know that we are going to get to dancing soon, but I don't like going too hard too early because then they have to sit down. It's some folks who, who won't get back up. It's like, all right, I already danced for 10 minutes and I'm tired now. So I, I prefer getting everything out the way. So when they come back, it's like, all right, we can just go in with all these main main dances. But it is some folks who do come, like, before dinner's even over, like, you ain't played the wobble yet. I'm like, I know. Like, it's it's coming. Like, <laughs> be patient. Just hold on. Yeah, patience, patience. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. Right. It's still it's, early. Yeah, it's on the way. So, yeah. Definitely happens that way. 
What would you say as a DJ, like at the end of the night, what would be your signs or your metrics that are like, all right, folks had a good time. Like this was, this was good. Like this was a good wedding. I feel like because weddings, one thing too is that they all filter out totally different. It depends on if they're from out of town. It depends on if they're trying to hit a party after. It depends on if it's Friday versus Saturday versus Sunday or even Thursday. If it's like a destination wedding where they're all out of town, if it's open bar, if it's not. So then there's some, some weddings have only an hour and a half to two hour dance period. I've done some with only 30 minutes. We had to just go hard for 30 minutes because it got pushed back. And I've done somewhere was a four to five hour dance floor, and it was already a seven hour um, ceremony reception before that. So it's like it's all these different these different factors that kind of make you judge it different because it's it's been weddings where like right when they start dancing, they're super hyped for thirty straight minutes, but then they went so hard that after an hour and a half, they're all kind of sitting down. So it's like a lot of times for us, it's like damn, like did I mess up? Did I go too hard too early? But then they'll come up and tell you, no, you killed it. Or, you know, they just they went hard because they were waiting to go hard, and then that was it. Then it's some weddings where it's like last song, and they're begging you. Like usually, that's a great sign if if they went for three, four hours, and it's like play one more. All right, here's one more. <laughs> play another one more. It's like they don't want to leave yet. So yeah, that's always the most obvious sign. They're still all there, still dancing at the end. But even when they're not, it's not it's not always anyone's fault. It's just a lot of times weddings are very long. It's a long day. Women have on heels the entire day if they didn't bring any uh, sandals. And mm-hmm. even men in dress shoes, that could be painful after a couple of hours of being up. So it's just, it's just all about, about the way that, the way that um, it's organized. But overall, if, it's, just, it's just about those moments. I feel like you can look out, look out at the crowd and say, okay, like, even if this is the peak of the night, like, they're super hyped. Everybody's out there. Everybody's hyped. The old folks dancing with the young folks, and everybody's having a good time. So as long as they get at least, to me, a good 20, 30 minutes of just high, high energy, then you're good. Like, Hmm. They, they might not last that entire night because there are some crowds are just not really party crowds. Like, I mean, yeah. even myself, I'm a DJ, but if you see me at a wagon, I'm not a, a dancer. I love to hear music. I'll vibe out. But if it's not some super, super L.A. type music, I'm not really going to dance too much. I'm just like, I'll stand, I'll two-step a little bit, I'll nod my head. So if it's a whole crowd full of me, that's, that's bad for a DJ because it's like you need folks who are actually going <laughs> to dance hard the whole time. So right. some crowds I've done. That's happened too. It's been crowds where they just didn't dance. So I felt like no matter what I throw on, nothing's really working at that level. But at the end, they all come up to me like, you was playing some great music. I'm like, y'all didn't show it, but some (laughs) folks just love listening to music and like not necessarily showing it. So it it could, you know, it's it's a lot of different factors. Every every single wedding party is different. But overall, I feel like you can just kind of tell, like, and you can tell if they don't enjoy it. Like, I, I haven't really had too many experiences like that. Especially not in the last couple of years. I think you just learned like how to maneuver with it. But I had some weddings where it was just complicated because it was like the old crowd they want to hear what the young crowd wants to hear, the East Coast crowd they want to hear what the West Coast crowd wants to hear. But whenever you play their stuff, they did dance. So it's like, and I've had I've had weddings where I'm, I'm talking trash to them because I'm like, hold up, like y'all asked for this song, don't don't look at me like that. Like she asked for it, I'll, I'll point her out. Like that was her song specifically. So it's like a lot of times, as long as you build that rapport with them, like you can kind of talk trash to them and they get to know you and. They know your personality. It can kind of work that way, but they can. It can be challenging as a whole. But I feel like you can still tell, like when they had a good time. That's perfect. Yeah, perfect. I do have one more question. Go for it. If you yeah. could play, so like remember how you were talking about like the last, you know, a couple of songs, especially if people were like, oh, play one more, play one more. What would yeah. be your one more song, 
or two songs? Like yeah. what would be like your one or two more songs that you would play like to close out the night? Even that can depend on the energy of the crowd. Like, cause me personally, I'm a, I'm the old school type that like, but I still like those slow dances to close the night out. I still like having that high energy sing along type song. So I love when it can be like, a, if I didn't play it already during the ceremony or dinner, I love if it can be a, a pretty brown eyes breaking my heart or a troop all I do or a Deborah Cox, nobody's supposed to be here or a mm. one of those like sing along type like mm-hmm, uh, yeah. classics SWV week. I love closing the night out on that tip because it kind of one thing that we realize is that music is like it, it kind of like subconsciously brainwashes you. So it's like when we play luck, if you if you bet. Nobody's trying to get shows. Nobody's trying to meet the, the love of their life. But when you're playing these R&B songs, like, right. it just puts people in that mood. So it's kind of setting folks up for like whatever it is. So it's like, I do like closing up the night that way. But on the flip side, there's some crowds who want to go out with a bang. So I might go out with the high energy. It can't be It can't be a negative view, but I would never close out with a swag surf or a never scare. It just don't feel right. Those have to be in the middle. They just have to be in the middle. But... If it is a high energy, I would say more of an R&B high energy. Like even if it is a rock with you, Mike, or even if it is like a uh, something from Beyonce's new album or mm. or something that's like a, even a level on top, just something that kind of ends it on a high note. That's an upbeat, positive type of song. So yeah, that would be my preference. I would say. Yeah, I didn't think about the, like, especially like the Deborah Cox. I'm like nobody's supposed yeah. to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Everybody singing that last note with the, the little bit of voice they got left. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> very nostalgic. Very very yeah, nostalgic. It is. It is. Have you seen anyone do the last dance? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's happened to a lot of folks. Have had like the uh, the last song of the night, last song, whatever. So and usually those are always slow jams or slow slow type songs. So I've had like Beyonce all night. I've had like a um, Nat King mm. Cole. I could have danced all night. Mm. I've had a Black Street Don't uh, Don't Leave. That's one of my favorite songs. So even the Don't Leave, like because like it kind of the parallel of the Don't Leave. Like we don't want you to go home, you know. So that can right. work. I've done a um, even Al Green. Let's Stay Together is a good closeout song. So a lot of those type of songs kind of work good for like a last. Like even at this point, it says last. So Burner Boy last last could even work. So. Mm. Okay, last last. Yeah, yeah. I can see that working for the last one. Yeah, yeah. Even though that song was about a breakup, I didn't even know the first couple months. I had to Google, I had to Google the lyrics and see what he was saying. I had no idea. That's hilarious. Yeah, I I had no idea what he was talking about. Thank you so much. Yes, of course, of course. Thank you you for having me. Yeah, Um, this was like the conversation that I've always wanted to have. So thank you. Yeah, no, no problem. No problem. I'm sure you probably have even. More random questions, but yeah, it's like. <laughs> I mean, before, no, you before, us, yeah, 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 you took us through yeah. um, the entire wedding, yeah. so yes, yeah, so I appreciate be, that. Be, before we head out, what's yeah. y'all's biggest criticism of, of DJs as a whole, especially with weddings? Like, is there anything that y'all see or hear DJs do that, that, or even if you, even if it's not a direct criticism, if you're just curious, why do DJs always do this? Why are they, you know? I'm just curious about that. Like my whole thing with DJs, I want to make sure that they, for one, know what they are doing because I've gone to several weddings where like the DJ was like, they didn't know exactly what to do. Um, and like they repeated a lot of songs. And so like, I want to make sure that, you know, if I hire a DJ that they know exactly how to win a crowd over. Also, 
I would say as far as like for weddings, I would want them to have a team behind them. So I thought the professionalism means everything, you know, so Mm -hmm. definitely like being responsive in the emails and stuff like that. Um, I think that those are like the two big ones for me, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. Understood. Professionalism and everything. And Mm -hmm. I have a a manager, so she's always responsive with everybody and she communicates. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, the couple does communicate directly with me because they want to have that personal contact or even if it's just random small stuff that that's about music they can they can hit me up directly but for the most part it is good for us to have a manager or assistant booking agent just somebody who's that in between to kind of um communicate Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yes because y'all are busy so it's like yeah i mean but then you know like couples who reach out i mean they want you know like a quick response because they need to know like okay like okay should i book you or should i move on you know yeah i get it i get it so Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely understood. I think for me, it's more of like because it's all known. I'm a Type A personality, so mm-hmm. even though I'm gonna have a planner, I'm gonna be asking a thousand questions, or I may want to be involved in those consultations or things like that. Or even once we're booked, like I want to make sure that. I'm being heard and we're on the same page. And I think for me, because like the DJ was so important to me, I just want to make sure that like, I'm allowing you to be able to do what I'm wanting you to do. But I also want you to know how, like, there are certain songs I want to hear. There are certain moments and vibes I'm trying to get. Like one thing I was really looking forward to, we didn't do and it was fine. Like later, but because our hashtag was set it cough we play set it off i was like oh it would be real nice especially because wap had come out maybe the year before i was like you could do set it off you got wap you got the like um the little john there's some girls in this house and then that could go into it so i was like oh that'd be so like in my head i would love to hear all of that kind of blended together but then it was like okay that's what I want, but also, <laughs> am I not like allowing you to basically just do your yeah. job? Understood, understood with that. Yeah, because I mean, and I say like when it comes to like grooms or to brides and grooms, like for anybody who's listening to, like at least me personally, I don't, I don't really mind. Like I've had everything from half my weddings just say, "Here's the two or three songs we have to hear, even five, ten, but everything else you have free range. Look at the crowd. I've had only one that totally micromanaged me I had, I had one other one that was close because they did give me like 60 songs and they were like we do want to hear basically all of these but play them in your, your order but the worst one i had they really did give me like the 50 60 songs in the exact order they wanted to hear them and like even my, my manager told them like you know I, djs have to go by bpm tone vibe they're like yeah we know about that so yeah play them in that exact order and it was just like, <laughs> like anyway, yeah, like I mean, anyway. I mean, it don't matter. As, as, as an experiment, I was like, I'm gonna do exactly what they say just to see if it works. And like for that crowd, it worked enough. I did throw. It was a couple of them that I did probably skip, or I might throw a throw a couple like wild cards in, and they didn't say anything. But it's like I was just like, that's what y'all think y'all want. It's like you could have just had a jukebox. Maybe you just want somebody to transition right. them in. But either way, I'm like, if you paying this much for it, whatever you want. I'm going to try my best to do it, but sometimes it can be tough. And it's like, I have had some couples who do ask for so many different songs and it's hard to really hit 30, 40, 50 songs. Cause it's like every song just does not always match. And what one issue is like, 
I like to save certain songs for a certain point. I'm not going to play a song that I know has a great reaction to early, but every once in a while you look up and it's 1058 and it's like, damn, we got two more minutes and it's still eight <laughs> songs I didn't get to, but it's yeah. always try to pace it as best as I can. But it's like, yeah. it's just, it's tricky because we play, if you play certain stuff, you can't play nothing you broke too early. You can't play swag surf right. and no hands too early. It's like, if it's just too early, the energy's not there. So it's like, mm-hmm. and, and, and as Tania said, I hate repeating. You're, you're rarely going to hear me repeat a song. If so, I'm going to give you a disclaimer on the mic. I'm playing this again because the groom missed it. And I've done that before. I had a, one time I didn't realize it because I was too far to see the groom missed the swag surf. So they're like, can you run it back? So I got on the mic and was joking. Like, all right, 10 minutes ago, didn't happen. So we're going to act like that moment didn't happen. <laughs> we have the, the cameraman now. The groom is here. We're going to act like it was the first time right. doing it. So just so you get why I'm doing it twice. But yeah. like, I always try to avoid playing something twice. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing is, it's about saving it for that right moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So before we wrap now, because you brought up Swag Surf, is that one that like translates across the board, or is that one where it's like only people of a certain age or only people in a certain area? Because I feel like that Swag Surf, like Swag Surf, has the funniest trajectory ever. Because I remember when it came out, oh nine. It was huge yeah. with college crowds and maybe mm-hmm. some club crowds in the South, but it kind of came and went. It wasn't a huge, it was right. so many good dance songs. Like, You're a Jerk was the same period as that. It was like, it was that era with all these dances anyway. So it mm-hmm. kind of went away. It never really got to LA until, to me, what really blew up Swag Surf was there was a video that went viral at a Howard basketball game, maybe 2014, 15, that went super viral. That, mm. along with Grits and Biscuits, to me, is the reason that, like, Swag Surf became a national thing to where now you see that white college football game. So, yes. at this point, it's like, it's a very national, and it's the type of thing that I'll even say, look, I need grandparents out here, I need everybody, and it's easy. You're going left to right. So, even to right. my grandma on her walker can do it. Just hold her up so she don't fall over. It's like, <laughs> it's like I feel like it's that type of song where every generation can rock with it. So, it's just about... The thing that makes it regional to me is how they dance to it. Like only Atlanta folks really do the original dance where they're actually like moving their arms and like yeah. surfing to it. Like a lot of folks just go left and right, but they're not really doing the dance movement. And then even how it comes in, like originally you're going slow motion before the beat drops. So I always try to, I stop them like, nope, we're doing it the right way. I went to an HBCU. We go left, slow motion, right. And then once the beat drops, you go fast. But I've seen some folks mm-hmm. be creative in Atlanta where they, they going half slow. They're going left, mm. now right. It's like, so yep. people put their own little <laughs> twist to it. So, But at this point, Swag Surf is one of those that's just like almost every wedding I do ask for it. It's just the straight, like, it cuts across all generations and even ethnicities at this point. I love it. Yeah. Yes, yeah I so. love it. I was not aware that white people knew about Swag Surf till I went to um, a Falcons game some years ago with my uh-huh. boss or a part of like her son's uh, eighth grade football team or, or ninth grade or whatever. Yeah. And it started playing and then everybody, I was like, okay, I'm proud. They all got their arms around each other and yeah. the yeah. beat didn't quite hit everybody. And then like, they're just swaying. <laughs> Whereas, like, we're behind mm-hmm. them and we're just, like, you know. Yeah, doing the right like, way. 
Yeah, but I was like, oh, white people know this song and what yeah. to do, sort of. Yeah, they know okay. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, it's so yeah. simple that yeah. even they can't mess it up, but sometimes they do mess they, it up. It's they still like, find a way. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like... Uh, I'm guessing like those... Um, dang it, I don't know if they were like a sorority group or whatever, and like they were doing the Cuff It Challenge. Oh, oh that was gosh. just... <laughs> it's like yeah, you tried. Yeah. You tried. You did what you what, what you thought you could do to it. So hey. Oh man. Oh, yeah. Um. Thank you so much. Do you have anything? The last parting words before we go into the vendor and the sign offs. Uh, nope. I would say for anybody who's looking for wedding DJs, like like whether it's me or anybody else, it's just about you know DJs coming in all shapes and sizes. It's not even just about what you pay. I've seen. I've been to weddings where the DJ was horrible and they got paid five thousand, eight thousand. I've been to weddings where the it might be a somewhat amateur DJ who killed it and they only charged a thousand, fifteen hundred, whatever. So it's not really about directly about price points, but just making sure that it's somebody who you even if you haven't heard them do a wedding before, just talk to them, actually interview them in a sense, just talk to them and get a feel for it because some DJs actually hate weddings. Like like one of my friends hired a wedding DJ or they hired a DJ who told them during the meeting, I hate doing weddings. They told them that during the meeting. And, and at the <laughs> wedding itself, it kind of showed because they showed up in a, a, a faded T-shirt. They didn't have on. Oh, my gosh. They didn't, have a, they didn't even have a button up on. With, with It was like an actual faded T-shirt and maybe jeans or sweatpants. Like, they just, you could tell they didn't like doing weddings. And they didn't really oh my gosh. care about what the crowd wanted to hear. So it's like, it's just about, like, really talking to them. And also, it's not just about who's the greatest DJ, period. It's about who fits what you want. So it's like, just talk to them and make sure that they get a clear understanding of your vision. And if they seem to be going against it too much, it might not be the right pick, but also realize that DJs are performers and artists and that we have to have at least enough freedom to just kind of like do what we need to do. So a lot of us don't like really being micromanaged. We don't really like, like I don't mind requests once again, but it's like, it could be difficult dealing with certain demands. So also make sure that you have a crowd that is aware, like even if the DJ is open to requests, like at least make it to where the the, the, the crowd knows, okay, like if you want to take a poll from what they want to hear first and then give it to the DJ, it might be easier because sometimes the crowd runs up to us the whole way and like every other song, play this, play this. And it's like, I can handle it. Some DJs don't like that, but either way, you know, it's just, I've, I've done some where they purposely put me in a, in a place where nobody can get to me. So I don't have to have it that separate because I don't mind talking to people. But if you want it to be where they're not bothered, you might you might go that way. You might say, you know what, I know my crowd is kind of obnoxious. So, like, you might tell them on your own, don't bother the DJ. Whatever it is, it's your day. Make it, you know, as, as, as great as you can. So that's all I'll say. As far as contacting me, um, I am at DJRTISTIC. DJ Artistic with no A at the front. So DJR-T-I-S-T-I-C. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at that. My website is DJR-T-I-S-T-I-C.com. Um, yeah, I have mixes on Mixcloud if you want to hear a sample of my work. And yeah, that's that's basically it. To everybody who is engaged, congratulations, you know. That's the main thing I'll say, too. Thank you, thank you. Well, now we're going to move into wedding vendor love. So who would you like to shout out this week? I'll say shout out to Leslie Jones. I've worked with her a couple of times, and she's always a great coordinator, always good to work with, um, always great communicating, um, never puts pressure on us. She's always making sure she's, you know, a great uh, mediator between both sides. So shout out to Leslie Jones and her sisters out here doing their thing in L.A. too uh, with these venues in Inglewood. So she's a black woman doing her thing as a coordinator, so I'm always supportive of that. Her Instagram is technically Leslie Marie Events. 
So she goes by Leslie Marie Tegley and her and her sister co-own a, a wine spot out here too. But oh, nice. yep, her nice. her actually yeah. If you go to her profile on Instagram, it is Leslie Leslie Marie Events. Perfect. Yeah, based in based you know in California, but she can travel wherever wherever she needs to be at. So gotcha. And yeah. you travel as well too, if anybody. Yeah, I've done weddings. I've done weddings in five different countries outside of America. Oh, I've done nice. weddings in Colombia and uh, Mexico and France. I've done, yeah, so I've done weddings in, I think, 12 different states in, in America. So I've been able to kind of adapt to whatever those crowds want to hear in each place. So I'm okay. always down to travel, nice. too. So Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? I would like to shout out a Los Angeles-based bridal design company still kind of talking about bridal design um but i'm so drawn to her style so the brand is called odaline the ceremony oh my gosh this is nothing like you've ever seen before (laughs) maybe maybe not but so so beautiful you have a lot of beautiful looks that you could wear for your entire day. And then there are some that are a little bit more fun that maybe could be a second look or a dress that maybe you wear, you know, during your bachelorette or your, um, even your honeymoon, if you want, or possibly a bridal shower gown, really, really beautiful work by a black designer named Stephanie White. She creates for more ethereal and free-spirited brides. So the brides that like to kind of think outside the box and are drawn to more kind of unique designs that really speak to them. But overall, just simply, simply gorgeous. If you go on um, the Odalene the Ceremony website, you will see all of this and more. And you can even uh, make a few purchases right now as well. So yeah, please check her out. Please check out this brand. Again, Odaline the Ceremony. You're probably like, how do I spell that? O-D-Y-L-Y-N-E-T-H-E-C-E-R-E-M-O-N-Y.com. And you can also go to... Of course, Instagram, Odaline, the ceremony to see all this and then some. Who are you shouting out this week, Tinia? Yeah, so this week I'm shouting out another bridal design company by the name of Elite Design House. This boutique is actually located in the Baltimore area. And so if you are in need of a wedding dress, a custom wedding dress or a semi-custom wedding dress, this is a place to go. She carries a lot of black designers in her boutique, but then also she offers a custom experience where if you want to actually design your wedding dress, she has the ability to do so on site. Her name is Latanya Turnage. She is the owner and operator of Elite Design House, and they carry all sizes. And so if you are looking for a particular dress, like we were talking about before, that's very unique and custom to you, definitely look her up. Again, her name is Latanya Turnage, and the company's name is Elite Design House, and it's located in the Baltimore area. Uh, You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, as well as EliteDesignHouse.com. Again, thank you so much, and happy belated birthday again. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I appreciate it. Follow DJ Artistic everywhere. He's on Twitter. He's on Instagram. He's on TikTok at DJ Artistic. And you know we're going to tag him everywhere, too. I want y'all to go to find.huidu.com and look at our vendor list. Everyone that we've shouted out for the entire three plus years that we've been on air, everything's there. Yes. And not only are all of the vendors we've ever shouted out are on there, all of the wedding vendors we've had on as guests are on there as well. So you can find more information about them and their lovely vendor services on find.huidu.com. And don't forget to leave us a review, follow us on social, you know we're HuidoWed everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Pinterest. I'm sure I'm missing one, but basically if you're there we're there i hope you stay tuned and enjoy next week and tell a friend tell a friend to tell a friend like you like this week's episode you know somebody needs this episode go on go on drop the link go on drop the link in the chat that's all we appreciate y'all have a good day